You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey y'all, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. My name is Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram and co-hosting with me as always is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John at Trade You at Recess. We're recording episode 47 and later on in this episode we have our first repeat special guest back on the show. His name is Scott Baldwin aka Scotty B Cards on YouTube who is the perfect guest for today's episode as we talk baseball cards just in time for the first week of the 2022 regular season. But before we get into that segment, off the top, I just wanted to go over the top five sports card sales of 2022 now that Q1 is officially done and just remind everyone out there that the high-end market is still pretty hot. So you can actually see this full list on the Beckett website, but I'll quickly count down from number five to one. And at the end, you guys, can tell me if any of the purchase prices surprised you at all, okay? So at number five is the LeBron James 2003-04 Exquisite Collection Rookie Card number to 99, graded PSA 8.5, sold for $1.572 million in golden auctions on January 8th. Number four, we talked about this card in a previous show, the Kobe Bryant 1997-98 Metal Universe Precious Metal Gems number to 100, and graded a BGS 8.5. That sold for a cool $2 million on PWCC in February. Number three and number two are both the same card with the same grade, actually. It's the Tom Brady 2000 Playoff Contenders Championship Ticket Autograph Card, number to 100, and they're both graded a BGS 8.5. They sold for $2.04 million and $2.3 million on PWCC and eBay, respectively. And finally, number one to date in 2022 is the iconic Honus Wagner T206 Sweet Capital card, graded PSA 1, sold for $3,136,500 at the Mile High Card Company. There Jeez. you have it. Any any big surprises there? It, it looks like the, the 2003 Exquisite is pretty pretty decent deal <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a- after just comparing uh sure. all, all the cards i don't know out of the the ones on the list that lebron seems like a deal um mm-hmm. i believe the the pmg that you mentioned of kobe that's numbered to 10 right not not 100 oh right right i think beckett yeah. did have it as uh, as 100 but i think the emerald is numbered to 10 so that's like super rare was that, wasn't that a private wasn't it a private deal no that was PWCC, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. I thought it was private. Anyways, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, that upper deck uh, LeBron is a, is a steal. <laughs> just <laughs> at looking 1. at that sure. at, at one point six at that yeah. at that list, right? I so, agree. Right. Yeah. But it's not surprising. It's 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 just a sign that you know the the higher end stuff moves right, and right. I honestly think it's it's a combination of you know like fractional ownership you see a lot of those companies now grabbing up the bigger cards and you know uh even who knows private 
you know, you pull in money and you could do fractional shares with with larger cards as well. But it seems like those cards are constantly moving, constantly record sales, yeah. um, which is which is nuts. But right. it just shows you that the 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 card market is still bullish. Right. Yep, and that seems to be the trend, right? We're not going to talk about it today, but Logan Paul is a heavy investor in liquid marketplace. I think that was the news that dropped this past week, which is going to tokenize some of these physical collectibles. Right. And then fractional ownership is part of that as well. But you're right. John, what do you think? You know, people who harp on vintage. Hey, man, Honus <laughs> Wagner. Honus Wagner is the king. It's like looking at the price of the one that sold that was ripped in half and now looking at the PSA 1. Yeah, man, don't yeah, like it's crazy. You can't make fun. John, of, you can't make fun of yeah. vintage, man. I think you said in a previous episode too that this could be the first eight nine figure card, right? And right. I'm I'm believing that now. Yeah, totally. If if uh, we find a yeah higher graded Honus Wagner T206, right? Yep, not a surprise to me at all. At the high end market, it's it's recession proof. Yeah, and people are spending money on alternative <laughs> assets like these rare. Sports cards. All right. Um, before we go on to the next segment with Scott, I just want to quickly get your thoughts on who who you're picking for the Masters, which is you know at the time of this recording will be happening tomorrow. And um, are there any golf players other than Tiger Woods that you're looking to potentially invest in? I'm not a golfer, so you guys got to help me out. Here. Honestly, I was just gonna say all eyes are on Tiger. This is, <laughs> totally. this is the Tiger Show. I think, I think everybody he else. It. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, yeah, no, I, I hope, uh, I hope Tiger puts on a show. I think, mm-hmm. I think it would be incredible if if he does. But I'm, he, I'm looking right. forward to just watching it, regardless of how he does. Just seeing him out there. I know we we're, we're saying what would we invest in, but uh, yeah, just just I think uh, it's a special time for golf. I think mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of eyes and the timing of the market too. Honestly, I sold a couple Tiger Woods cards this week, and the market Tiger market's starting to pick up up. some steam as well yeah it's it's definitely his main rookie is about is is up about 20 percent from a month ago yeah yeah what's his main rookie the upper deck the upper deck at 2001 yeah yeah yeah. the finger pointing yeah yeah for sure so yeah i think uh all our eyes are on tiger this week uh right couple long shots that i'm going for uh the korean the hometown siwoo kim his mm-hmm. odds in Vegas were really good. That's why I just uh, kind of chose him and <laughs> Corey Connors as well. He's a player. So those are he my two player, my, though, man. Yeah, he. You know, you never know. Um, yeah. You know, I did a little betting, a little gambling on on the Masters <laughs> to make it a little more enjoyable. But yeah. obviously, I put money on Tiger as well. But I mean, they're long shots. But uh, I don't know about the card market, Clark. Um, the the golf card market. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to pick up steam unless. Um, you know, maybe new releases will pick up that spark where, sure, you know, we're right. opening up meaningful golf in 2022. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to really, uh, uh, potentially spike up cards, uh, like, like the Rory McElroy's and, you know, other kind of goat type, uh, golf players. Right. Uh, I know John, Johnny picked up, uh, a, a nice PMG, uh, Rory uh, in the oh, off yeah. season, yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity with cards like that as well. But mm-hmm. I think it's still young. Golf, golf is is a tough one. Um, but I think all eyes are on Tiger. By the time this, I, I guess this airs, we'll we'll know how it ends up going. But yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think people are sleeping on golf as much as we think. 
because I was looking up golf prices and uh, last year Upper Deck, I think there's SP, there's SP Game Use, there's I think SP Artifacts. I don't know. There might be two releases, maybe three releases. I, I don't know. I didn't really follow. And I don't know if Upper Deck released any golf prior to that. I think 2013 might. I could be completely wrong on that. Someone can correct me. But last year's, you know, quote unquote rookie cards, which are not rookie cards, but um, it was like Tony Finau, Colin uh, Morikawa is a big one, and obviously right. Bryson DeChambeau. I think those are great cards. But just just even looking at the autographs, they're going for like four, five hundred, six hundred raw. It's Ooh. people aren't really sleeping on it. And then this year, this year's upper deck release, I will assume, since these guys weren't on it last year, would be like John Rahm would be on it. Um, Cameron Smith, who seems to be sort of like a, you know, big personality, sort of crowd favorite. So I think those two guys would be, probably be, you know, people will make fun of this word, but those guys will be the chase for this year's mm-hmm. Upper Deck Golf. Right. Yeah. But in terms of winning, I, I kind of personally, I think John Rahm is the, I think he's, he's the, the favorite, odds-on he's favorite. The favorite. Yeah. Um, I personally like, I just like Rory. I like Rory in general. I think. Um, Cameron Smith has been on fire. He's got a good chance, and I actually like Xander Shoffley. He's he's a he's one of those guys. He does he's not a big big time swinger, but he can course manage and masters. That's kind of what it's all about, right? So yeah. I I would wouldn't be surprised if Xander was up there on Sunday. Cool. Yeah, we'll see who's uh, the winner by the time we record our next episode, and. Um... Yeah, I don't have much to add to this conversation because, like I said, I'm not really a golfer, although I'm slowly getting into it because of golf, the potential of golf carts. But, um, <laughs> you know, before the before we aired, we were just saying, like, Upper Deck needs to step up their game. Chrome. You know? Give so, us some Chrome. Give us some Chrome, <laughs> yeah, right? That's what no, we need. No Come on. That's what or we some, need. some, like, yeah. bagging parallels or something because the golf yeah. products are so boring. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's got to happen in tandem with the future stars of the game coming up um they just got to market it way better than they have been all right let's move on then to our next segment and instead of our regular hobby headlines we're going to do a special edition of data dive with scott baldwin we're excited to have back on our show scott baldwin aka scotty b cards on youtube it was a pleasure the first time we had him on the show and the feedback we got in the comments on that podcast episode was all positive they pretty much said the same thing which was scott knows what he's talking about especially (laughs) when it comes to baseball and baseball cards and that's actually why we wanted him to join us for this specific data dive segment where we will go through the top 10 list of active mlb players who have the highest career average war which stands for wins above replacement and we're just using this particular stat to help identify some of the best players who have performed at a consistently high level. And as we go through the top 10, we'll see if the players on the list are, in our opinion, underrated, overrated, or properly rated in the hobby. But before we go on, Scott, welcome back to the show. No, thanks for having me back on, guys. I appreciate it. I must not have screwed up too bad last time. (laughs) So happy to be here. It's a real pleasure, for sure. Okay, before I go through the list, starting at number one, Scott, can you... Do us a favor and explain to all of us what war actually measures. And on a scale, if you know offhand, what's a bad war score? What's a good war and what's an excellent all-star war score? Yes. All right. 
So very first thing, war is wins above replacement. It's a very new age stat. It's becoming more and more mainstream. The actual components that make up war are a lot more complicated. And they're, they're relatively straightforward, but for the average fan, even like me and you, he's not like a mathematician. It's pretty complicated how they calculate it. But it's basically your base running wins, your fielding wins, and your hitting wins are all combined. And they measure these wins just compared to like league average, who the average player would have been at that position how much better you do and how much value you add. And then they have ballpark factors that go into it to make sure like if you're a Colorado Rockies player, you might have a very high home OPS or very high home numbers, which nerfs it a little bit. You might be playing in Dodger Stadium, which will help your war a little bit because it's a pitcher park. And they have a calculation that gets, spits out a number. And war is an accumulating stat over time. So if Mookie Betts, for example, he's, I'll see someone else because people get to me talking about Mookie Betts. <laughs> Mike Trout, for example, his rookie year had 10 war, right? That's a really big season. The next year he had seven war. So now he's at 17 war for his career. Mm-hmm. And the average Hall of Famer is around 55 to 75 war, depending on the position they play. The inner circle Hall of Famers are over 100 war. That's right where Albert Pujols is sitting. And then you have Barry Bonds, like at 165 plus war. He's like the highest or second highest. So that's kind of how it works. And in regards to a player, two war is kind of above average, you know, above average player. Zero is league average. And then you have like four is about an all-star level, four to five. Anything above a six or six to eight is going to be a MVP level. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Thanks for the explanation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And as we go through each player like that, using that scale will definitely help, I'm sure, a lot of listeners, you know, how good these players really are. All right. So first on this list, it's not surprising, um, I'm sure for most of us, Mike Trout, who has a career war of 76.1 in 11 years in the big leagues. So that works out to be an average of 6.92. And if you just heard Scott say anything above six is pretty much MVP level, which we all agree, I'm sure, Mike Trout is so. This looks like an easy way, easy one to start. Is he a good investment? I feel silly asking you, but you know what? Some people might say like he hasn't won a World Series. That's probably the only knock on him at this point. But yeah, what do you guys think? Go so first, my thoughts on Mike Trout. Yeah, if you want me to go first, I love Mike Trout. I collect Mike Trout. I was debating wearing a Mike Trout jersey in this video. <laughs> I have Rocky's hat on, so I don't know people would find about it. But Mike Trout's interesting. He's at seventy-six WAR right now, right? heading into his age 30 season. He had about 74 heading into his age 20, 28 season. Mm. He's just been the COVID season. He only had 1.8-ish. And then this last year only had about two-ish war. And that really has kind of hurt his legacy in comparison to players like Mel Lott, Lou Gehrig, these players who are all-time greats. So the good thing about Trout, though, is he's still well above the average player at this point in his career. And he'll probably end up around 110 to 130 if he can stay healthy. But that's a big if right now, which is his biggest knock. You know, he can't. Last year, he tore his calf jogging. Once you start having muscle issues like Mm. that, it's kind of worrisome. I think he'll be fine. And I think people are very much underrating him. Yes, he may lose his base running because he's not trying to steal bases as much. He'll still take the extra base when the ball's into the outfield, but he's not going to be stealing just to maintain his, you know, his body being healthy for the full year. And yes, his defense may have declined slightly, but we've never seen a full-on God mode offense trout. And I think that's what we could be seeing this year. Mm. So I still think there's room for trout to go up. He also has a very interesting situation because he is 
by and far considered the best player of our generation. And because he's considered the best player of our generation, that helps his card values. Jeter, Griffey, you know, there's all these like certain players that are identified in certain eras and Trout's our guy. And because of that, everybody my age and your age and maybe even a little bit older are all going to want his cards as they get older. And that's when that money continues to flow. So that's my thoughts is he's a little bit of a risk because he's not staying as healthy. And we don't know how high of a ceiling he has, but at the same time, he's already identified himself as an all time great talent. So, yeah. Well said. That was well said. Yeah. I don't know how to follow that up, but (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 yeah, no, I, I, I personally think he's slightly, uh, overvalued in terms of the market on certain cards i think there's a lot of price baked into kind of like uh his his hall of fame status or his legendary status that he's creating and there are good points that scotty made it's like um i don't know how old he is now he's probably in the um 30 32 32 31 i think he's 30 right now and turns 31 in august yeah so it's going to be interesting like you see uh, guys like Albert Pujols, they're uh, you know they're back ten years um, compared to the first ten years, and and you kind of see if uh, whether that's going to play a factor into kind of what he's building. So that does concern me with Trout in terms of his prices where they are currently, especially his Bowman Chrome autos. They're untouchable essentially, but like with any collector, they're grails, right? So it's for me, it's it's a great long term investment, but um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's slightly overpriced on on some of his cards, it, even his tops updates. Just uh, uh, based based on his his pop count, I don't know if prices could su- sustain itself. Um, it, it's been at that I guess three k mark for a long time, and it kind of fell below that. So I'm gonna say he's slightly overpriced, as crazy as that sounds. Wow. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm not like. Uh, interested in investing in in some i would love to have a bowman chrome trout one day you know but for me it's what my (laughs) got my counter argument to you yeah (laughs) okay so my counter argument the first thing as age 30 in spring training this year he was clocked running down the first baseline at 30 feet per second which is like 95 percentile 95th percentile which that's good that's mm-hmm. a good sign for his aging shows he's healthy another argument is when you compare him to other sports you know, his Bowman chromatographs aren't really that crazy. And, you know, if you look at like Patrick Mahomes, if you look at LeBron, if you look at Steph Curry, their mm-hmm. values are so high that I think anybody who's not necessarily a baseball fan may be looking at the best baseball investment for modern. And they might identify Trout as that guy because it is cheaper than these other superstars in other sports. So that's my mm-hmm. only other counter sure. argument, which why I think his ceiling's higher than the average baseball player. Is just because everybody do baseball card collecting, they say buy Mike Trout, Mike Trout rookie card, right. tough stuff, right. you know. Right. But that's my only thing. But I do think at some point, you know, Mookie Betts, who's also had a great career, he's his Bowman Chromatograph and a BGS 95 is about $2,000. No, mm-hmm. less than that, $1,500 to $2,000. While Mike Trout's is like $20,000. You know, that's where it's like, maybe it is a little overpriced in comparison to the talent around him. Right. But it's just like, can it stand the test of time? And if anybody can, it's probably his. Right. As weird as that sounds, for sure. No, I, I, so I, I do uh, agree with you. Agree, yeah, yeah. It, it, it will, it will hold. I don't think you, you could go wrong. It's a blue chip stock that, that, that you're gonna have with Trout. Mm-hmm. It's just if you want to buy in that high, it might be a little, you know, um, pricey, is what I'm saying. But yeah, I also say one more thing. Mm-hmm. I also think this year depends determines a lot of his value. 
Right if he now. could have a big year this year, they stay up. If he has a bad year, they will drop. I it's just so. how it is. I, I hope he has a monster yeah. year. Yeah. I think we mentioned that in a previous episode that this year is um, going to be a turning point year either way. So definitely on the same page as you with that. Totally. So right. I did a lot of talking that first player. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. So no it's for man. I'm I am a casual, so I'm here to learn baseball from Young and Scotty. That's <laughs> the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> uh, I was into baseball when I was younger, but definitely a bit of a casual. But you know what? In preparing for this segment, I was looking up some of the top guys and the names on the list. You know, and and WAR is I don't know when the stats start coming out, but. For me, it's it's pretty new. It's something that I'm not used to, and I've been you know trying to learn it you know from Hyung when he talks about it and Scotty's from some of your videos, and looking at some of the lower guys like still top ten current players on the WAR list. You know, I'm going through their their baseball reference numbers and looking at their WAR. I'm like, okay, it looks pretty good. Okay, I see some good years with some good numbers, and you come to Mike Trout and you're like, whoa! Like, I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when in comparison to the other guys. And then you look at Mike Trout, you can then you can really appreciate war. Because when we just talk about it, and I don't know much about it, it just kind of seems like, okay, yeah, I, I've heard Mike Trout's war is really good. But when you see it like pen to paper, like on the on the actual stat line, my goodness, his numbers are, you know, other than the last two years, his numbers are absolutely incredible. Well, so there's yeah, a reason yeah. why his, his cards are where they are. And Scotty, you mentioned, and we've talked about this all the time, he's one of those characters for baseball, like for any sport. If you don't know what to collect in baseball, you go collect Mike Trout. If you don't know what to collect in Pokemon, you collect Charizard. Like he's one of those characters within the sports hobby. Um, so with all that being said, I, I mean, just looking at the numbers, I'll, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to side with Scotty. I think it's a good bet because if he stays healthy, I think we're all bullish that he's going to have a monster season. So why not bet on that, right? I think his cards have taken such a, tumble in the last 18 months you know if you they're not cheap so i can't say that you can just sit here and start spending big time money <laughs> but if you ever thought about getting into trout this could be the time before it gets completely into the stratosphere where you where you can't get it anymore yeah. right so this there's might great be the value chance. truck there's great value trouts out there right exactly and if the, he does that fourth mvp it's game over for his car prices <laughs> yeah one thing that's so hard about mike trout for a lot of people and i sometimes because i've been collecting for a while i was lucky to get these cards before the hobby boom so they were mm. cheaper i feel bad for those that are relatively new to the hobby or they have a very limited budget when buying sports cards and his tops update even in a psa 9 is a thousand bucks which is kind right. of unheard of for baseball right. cards right so it is kind of tough and so maybe that's a whole other episode about which value cards you could target for his rookies but if you miss the boat on mike trout don't feel bad because we have some other players that are in the game right now like juan soto who i think have massive potential mm -hmm. so my thing is don't feel bad we all miss the boat <laughs> on that, but mike trout he's expensive if yeah. you can afford it i think there's a good bet he plays out well yeah just you know it's high risk high reward with his cards right now right yeah right. totally agree uh before we go on yeah i'm i'm in that same boat like i'm in i'm lucky enough to be able to you know splurge on a few thousand dollar card um and you know maybe not the bowman chrome but like the bowman sterling is in within reach for for you know some of us um who are trying That's to get card yeah some of us who are tr just trying to get a mike trout uh, at that range 
And um, yeah, I'm afraid that he is going to have that year that we all are all kind of hoping to see. And then, you know, I want to get one before that happens this this season. So so um, hopefully at this local card show that we go to, we'll see a good deal uh, for a truck card. All right, number two, yeah, we know. You know. Go ahead. One more comment. I hope you know I practice what I preach. I have a Mike Trout Top's Finest Green Refractor number to 199 on its way to me right now in the mail. So Ooh, I nice. still value card. So just know Super value I'm card. practicing what I'm teaching. There, there, there's so much value Beautiful. in those sets. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Card. All right. Number two, we know where, um, if you've been following Scott's content, we know he's a huge fan. We're a huge fan. Number two is Mookie Betts. Uh, his war total right now is 50. He's been in the league eight years. So that's an average of 6.25, which makes him MVP caliber. Uh, Scott, do you want to lead off? I know you don't have to say much, but Mookie is the man, right? I I, will, I need to make sure I don't go too crazy because everybody, <laughs> if you watch my channel, I'm sure you get sick of it. I've had people leave comments recently like, hey, dude, chill out with Mookie Betts. <laughs> and it's fair. It's totally fair. Uh, even my editor, who's not really a card guy, even comments about it. But Mookie Betts, he is the second best value, I would say, for any veteran. So anybody who's not been in the league for a few years behind Mike Trout. Reason being is because you gave Miss the average of his career, but mm -hmm. that's in taking into like partial seasons. If you look at his 162 games played average war, it's 8.1. Wow. Uh, so if he plays a full 162 games, his average war is 8.1. Mike Trout's like 9.6. Those two are in their own league. Like Ronald Lacuna Jr., his 162 game played average is about 6.1. Mm. Juan Soto's right around that same range. So if he can stay healthy, again, health is a huge factor in all his sports cards. He has so much potential. The thing with Mookie Betts that's interesting is the fact that he does it all over the field. He may not have OPS plus. OPS is your on-base and your slugging. That number is a good number is around 800. An elite number is like around 900 to 1,000. An OPS plus takes your OPS plus, compares it to league average. So 100 is league average. So if you have OPS plus of 100, it's the same as the rest of the league. Uh, Mookie's average OPS plus is about a 130. So 130 OPS plus means he's 30% better than league average. The issue is Mike Trout, I think his career is actually 134 is where he sits, which is good. Mike Trout's an OPS plus of 176. So mm -hmm. significantly, significantly better than Mookie Betts. But Mookie Betts makes up that value on the base pass because he's still really a great base runner and he's an elite outfielder like above and beyond every other right fielder over the last eight years significantly better according to the defensive war he's second behind Roberto Clemente all time as a defensive right fielder and he'll probably pass him this year so it's one of those things where he provides value everywhere so he's kind of a hard guy to collect and invest in because in the moment people saw him on the ESPN 100 like top 100 players as number six and they said Mookie Betts he had a bad year last year and he was hurt, but his bad year was still a 4.3 war season, 132 right. OPS plus. You know, like it was still a good season. That's why I like Mookie Betts is because even in his bad years, he's still good. So mm -hmm. back to his cards, he has hardly any rookie sets, and they're really short printed, especially his Topps Chrome update. There's only like 500 PSA 10s, only 12,000 of them made because I did the pack odds. It's only in one set, so it's easy to actually figure out. So I think he's a good buy right now, especially because his cards are cheaper. It comes back to the same argument as Trout. He has to stay healthy because if he doesn't stay healthy this year, those will drop significantly. Mm -hmm. And I have so much Mookie bets. I was telling my wife, like this, this dollar amount could get cut in half <laughs> just like that this year if he has a right. bad year. I told her that and she's like, 
you're crazy. You should sell them. But, you know, we're, yeah. we're irrational card collectors. So that's my thoughts on Mookie Betts. Same as Trout. If he can stay healthy right now this year, his cards will boom or bust. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I agree. Un, super undervalued. Um, he's a buy. I think long term. Like I just see, you know, it's it's that lull period that we talked about last episode where, you know, you, they they could do this for the next five, ten years. Nolan Arenado, same thing. I know he's coming up as well. It's like these guys can do whatever, hit forty home runs, and you know, hit three hundred, and still they might not get no hobby love, or, love, right? But I think eventually, as as they create their careers, and you see what they do in the objective kind of like macro lens and see wow these guys actually made an impact on the game and you see that kind of like with Pujols as he as he starts uh, reaching his tail end of his career people start talking about hall of fame his retirement and then his card prices start uh you know going up a bit Ichiro same way uh so I think I think Mookie Betts is just in that period where Nobody shows any love to these guys. He's going to be the same way probably for the next five, ten years. And then people are going to realize, holy, like Mookie did some damage in the MLB. Like this guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, so, and based on his card prices with the era of when it's not overprinted, like how it, we're seeing it in 2020 at plus, right? So I think it's a good marriage of supply and demand. And I think, and it's no you know, you, we say Mookie prices are cheap, but his Chrome still hovers around a thousand bucks, I think, PSA 10, because they're so rare, right? So you have both marriages there. So I think he's a tremendous upside uh, uh, buy for sure. I think there's tremendous value. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, Very well said. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to belabor the point. You got to, if you guys don't listen to Scott or Hyung at this point, uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not going to work out for you for a baseball card collection. Yeah. <laughs> Mookie is, for sure. yeah. Just go get him, okay? Um, yeah. Let's, you mentioned Nolan Arenado already, and you know he's number three on our list with the WAR of forty-four point three. He's played nine years. You know, former Rockies, so there might be some bias from Scott here, but <laughs> um, his average uh, WAR is four point nine two. So yeah, what do you guys think about Arenado? Like he's been a fantasy stud for my team for so many years, and then he's kind of been a little bit forgotten for the last year and a half or so. So. Do you guys want to go first? I've gone. First. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, go for first. It, I own. Go for it, John. Uh, I own a Nolan Arenado Chrome rookie update. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I don't know as much as these guys, but I think he's a buy. I I don't know about you guys. Uh, just looking at his numbers, um, silver. I think he's got a bunch of silver slugger awards. He's got I don't know how many gold uh, gold gloves, like straight. You know, like yeah. eleven, twelve, yeah, nine. A nine. Wow. Okay, there you go. There That's crazy. It's ridiculous. So yeah, uh, I feel like he's well on his way to carving a Hall of Fame career. Um, I don't know if his actual numbers s- stand up to that. And he's got some good opportunity to maybe win s- some championships. So, you know, I think he's in that lull period where he's kind of like that KG veteran that people just get, they get no hobby love. Right. Um, so... I think he's a buy, but he's not like one of these, you're going to see a return in the next three to six months. He is a, if you believe in his, the entirety of his career and you enjoy enjoy watching him, I think he's a great long-term hold. I'm going to say buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, for for me, his prices are so cheap that it's like, he's definitely not a sell at this point. You know, I'm selling, right. you know, Walmart uh, uh, blues, you know, PSA nines even for under a hundred bucks, which is insane. 
right? Uh, so I think there's a lot of opportunity in his, you know, in his autos. His chrome autos are great cards, on-card autos that get no love. His paper gets no love. That His chrome is a little more desirable just because obviously the print run is, is, is a lot uh, shorter. But I, I agree. I think Arenado's a buy. I really like Arenado. He's... He's. I've been a huge fan of Arenado just as a as a baseball player. So, and you know, he's doing it in St. Louis too. He's a fun player to watch, and exactly. I know I know Cards fans absolutely love him. So, I'm a I'm a buy on Arenado too. John, I think you're you're right. I don't think he's going to be a flip type player that you're going to make tons of money on. Uh, but if you enjoy the game, if you enjoy him as a player, yeah, absolutely, uh, collect him, love him, and you know, uh, see how his card prices go. Yeah, when I first got into the hobby, like his Bowman Chrome Auto was like it's gone a lot further down since then, and um, and he's still performing. Like I think the big question when he left Colorado, um, playing in the thin air, was how was he going to adjust um, to any other city? And he's been proving that he can hit just as well in St. Louis. So yeah, he's a he's a I think he's a tremendous buy for me as well. So um, yeah, Scott, you got any other words? I have a very not different i still think he's a great buy let me explain my thoughts i recently sold my entire nolan arnado collection because i think over the next few years if he has any sort of regression with st louis his cards will drop Hmm. but his cards are so low right now in comparison (laughs) to where they should be could be and probably were i think if you buy right now i do not think you're crazy whatsoever but if you decided you wanted to sell, I understand completely. I will be buying his cards into the future, but I wanted to get into other younger guys like Juan Soto to prove it for me and get a higher, they have a higher ceiling. Yeah. Arenado, he was amazing with the Rockies. He had some amazing peak years. In 2020, he was not good. Like he just wasn't good. But you can't get mad at him. You know, it's a 20 game, I mean, sorry, a 60 game season. He still had good defense. So you couldn't really say he was a bad player. But then he went to St. Louis and he had about an 806 to 810 OPS, hmm. which is very low compared to his like probably career average of 880 to 920-ish range. So it's a lot lower than you anticipate. If you get below 800 OPS, that's that's not good. Um, hmm. But his OPS plus, which takes into consideration ballpark factors, was a 122 in St. Louis this year. His career average in Colorado was a 122. So he was the same player. And this is what you should expect. So if you expect more out of Arnado than what he did this last year in St. Louis or significantly more, I wouldn't bank on it. But I think he is going to average around four to five war for the next three to five years. And that will probably put him in the Hall of Fame. The hardest part about Arnado is the metrics. So if you look at, if you can't tell, I, I did a lot of research on Noel. This is amazing stuff, man. I yeah, keep going. We're nerding I'm, out. Love it. Yeah, this is awesome, man. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, but Nolan, if you look at fan graphs war, which is more averagey for defense. Like it doesn't really benefit or hurt you for defense metrics. He is about 35 war, extremely low for a player who's about to enter his thirties. Mm-hmm. If you look at his baseball reference war, he's about 44 to 45. So it's a 10 war swing. And so for hall of fame voters, Arnado does have the gold gloves. I think he's won nine in a row. I'm pretty sure Ichiro is the only other player to win nine in a row to start their career. So he could become the most all time this year. He's not going to catch uh, Brooks Robinson. I think he has 16. I just don't think he will, especially with Cabrian Hayes and a couple other great third basemen mm. in the National League. But Arenado, he had his worst rate season last year ever when it looks at his baseball savant numbers. Uh, so actual ranking and percentiles, his hard hit percentage, his barrel percentage, 
his a lot of these other things just weren't super impressive, which concerns me a little bit from a very in-depth look. But where he's a good buy is the fact that he's already viewed by everybody, including myself, as a future Hall of Famer. And so the downside risk of his cards is really low. Hmm. Uh, like he, you're not going to lose much, but the upside value isn't as high as you would hope. So I think Kevin Garnett was a great, great comparison. And I love Arnado, so Rockies fans and card fans don't hate me. But that's my <laughs> dive for this offseason. So I hope he bounces back. Goldschmidt is first year in St. Louis, only had two war, and then a six-war season the following year, basically. So Arnado could have that same situation, adjusting to a new park, could have a blowout, breakout year this year. Right. Cool. For I changed our- my mind. It's a sell on Arenado. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. <laughs> I sold him because I'm stupid, not because I think I. <laughs> no, appreciate it. Okay, uh, that's, I think he's he he's actually again. I hate to say it, this is a make or break year type of thing, like every other player. Right. But realistically, yeah, yeah. I, if he can figure out a new stadium and figure out a new division, his cards are undervalued compared to his peers. I do say that. So okay. okay. By the way, for our listeners, uh, Scotty is just staring into a cell phone camera. He does not have a laptop. He's got nothing in front of him. Yeah, this is, like this is all in his brain. Straight from yeah. the dome, man. Dude, he needs like his own it's metric, amazing. like 10 stats per minute or something like that. Because he's just amazing. spitting like... Yeah, it's Perfect guest to have on today. All right, number yeah. four. And before I go on, um, reason why we don't have Soto, Acuna, Tatis, those guys, uh, we cut off the war uh, to 40 and above. So those guys uh, obviously been in the year um, in the league um, only two, three, four years. So probably they'll, they'll get there for sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll see more of the veteran players on this top 10 list because we were making that minimum cutoff at 40 war. All right, number four, Albert Pujols, 21 years in the league, which should be an award in itself for the longevity. 99.6 total war over those 21 years accumulated, which works out to be an average of 4.74. So I guess the longer he plays, he's kind of lowering that average. Um, but, but yeah, he, he still certainly has a... I'm sure we'll all agree he has a Hall of Fame, um, first ballot Hall of Famer. So uh, are we investing? If you can, like we already know his Bowman Chrome auto is the iconic card in the modern uh, baseball uh, space. Is uh, I don't know. Are there any other cards that are worth investing in? Yes, totally. So I'll keep this guy short because it's a straightforward answer. He is worth investing in 100%. Uh, Albert Pujols has been a great player. His Bowman Chrome autograph was one of the first autographs his and Trout's basically started this Bowman Chrome revolution. Mm -hmm. Pujols is interesting, though, because he only has a Bowman Chrome autograph refractor number to 500. He has no base, no parallels. So his Bowman Chrome autograph is significantly more scarce than the modern players. Uh, But Pujols also has great cards. His uh, PSA 10 base tops update card, tops traded is what it was in 2001, is like less than 300. PSA 10. So if you can get one, it's a very good investment, truly a very good investment in the future. Um, But with Pujols, I'm just hoping he gets to 700 700 home runs this year with the Cardinals. I don't think he needs to do anything else whatsoever. He has value. He'll be a very good long-term asset. Could be the first unanimous Hall of Famer. Mm. Three three MVPs, won a World Series with the Cardinals. Good player. That's my take. I won't go any crazier than that. So (laughs) Nice. Agreed. Anyone else have anything to add to that? Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, Holtz is it would be crazy to see his first ten years, you know, if he kept that up, 
uh, at that pace, it would have been incredible. He would have broken some records, but the fact that he's been able to still, you know, hang in there for 21 years is 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 crazy. And the the ongoing joke is that he was like 40 when he entered the league, right? So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so so you might be 60 uh, right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, beyond the point, yeah, I, I agree. When you get into those earlier cards, I believe Ichiro was the same year as uh, or. Was it? Yeah, yeah 2001. 2001. Yeah, yeah, so like the Chrome traded, the Tops traded, great cards, great investments, still affordable. You're talking about a Hall of Famer here. Uh, so I'm I'm a buy. Uh, good long-term investment on pools. Yeah, I, I just view it as more of a long-term thing than, you know, the typical flip, right? He's not your flip type uh, card. So yeah, I'm saying a buy, a buy on, on a long-term. Cool. Right. I, I feel like I'm crazy to say this, but I feel like he's a sell. And I only say this not, I completely agree with the two experts here that he has a great long-term investment, but he's, for me, just as a casual and learning about the sports card hobby, I feel this, he's kind of that legendary status swan song. There's a bit of that sort of hype right now where everybody's like, he's a legend, he's a legend, we got to go buy him, we got to go buy him. So I feel like this is a good sell period. And then you can kind of get back into him after he retires, before the Hall of Fame announcement, there's probably another time to kind of come back in. So I feel there's a bit of a spike right now with him. So for that reason, I'm feeling a bit of a sell. But, you know, long term, I definitely agree with you guys. I think it's a really good point, honestly. I think there's 100% accuracy to what you just said. His cards have already appreciated like crazy in the last five years as people have seen the end of his career in sight. When he went mm-hmm. to Anaheim, his stuff dropped, you know, compared to where like his view the hard thing is the hobby was so different back then but um when he went to anaheim he didn't play well he just didn't he wasn't the same guy his first 10 years in the league were some of the best peak of all time and then he regressed his cards declined short term it might be time to sell rebuy him three years from now and make some money yeah not a bad move number five on the list i think he's totally underrated but then i i could be proven wrong because it could be another arenado thing but it's Paul Goldschmidt uh, with a war of 50.7, 11 years in the league. That gives him an average of 4.61. But I just saw his gold Bowman Chrome Auto BGS 9.510 listed for $2,000. I feel like that is a tremendous opportunity for anyone that could put 2K down for a gold refractor number to 50. Uh, I think Scott's going right now to buy it. Um, but, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to show you something. Yeah. But I, you know, what do you guys think, Young John? Like, look, look am I wrong? Uh, no man. way! Pulls <laughs> the go. gold for for people. Okay. For, that's a BGS nine mint condition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gold. So I what actually agree. I think he's a great buy right now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought up his gold Bowman chromograph number fifty. Beautiful. Couple cool things about Goldsmith. I recently did a video on him. I know I'm taking way too long on each individual player no you're not no, all good no, all good not. all good <laughs> but um paul goldschmidt guess how many rookie autographs he has in in sets i'm gonna say that with the rookie logo. logo oh with the rookie logo man i don't know goldschmidt um it's got to be low with the way scott's asking that question too yeah i'm gonna say bowman chrome <laughs> rookie auto that's it no. Yeah, he has zero, zero rookie autographs. Wow. Zero autographs wow. with the rookie logo on it. He has only Bowman Chrome autographs, the first Bowman logo from his rookie year. He's one of the few players that had his rookie year and 
first Bowman Chrome the same time, 2011. Right. Probably because he wasn't as remembered and Bowman Chrome wasn't as crazy as it is now. But regardless, he's in hardly any sets. And he has a Bowman Platinum from 2010. It doesn't have a rookie logo and it's a prospect autograph. But other than those two, he doesn't have anything. And on top of that, we've kind of overlooked Goldie. He was in his age 33 season last year, put up 6.2 war, top MVP finish. And he is still a top three defensive first baseman. Mm-hmm. And he still is a really – he's not slow. He's not a slow player. He's still in shape, and he's doing a great job. So, Goldschmidt, bye. I bought him right now. But at the same time, his stuff's <laughs> going up because I think others are realizing it. So, at some point, he's not a buy, but I still think right now he has some potential. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, I saw that video that you had on Paul Goldschmidt. So, before you even said anything, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to agree with Scotty. Paul Goldschmidt, he's a buy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, based on his prices, I think you can't go wrong. The, his problem is Arizona and vanilla. He's like, he doesn't, like, he gets no no love, but, you know, like, over time, you'll see what he's done. He's going to put up an unbelievable career, and his prices are s- super, super cheap. So, yeah, I agree. He's a buy long-term. I'm, I'm viewing this all long-term anyways because you're talking about veterans anyways, mm. right? So we're we're talking about players that potentially have Hall of Fame trajectory, so yeah, for me he's he's a buy. Cool. Agreed. All right, number six. Um, moving it along, this guy might be a little bit polarizing. Manny Machado, forty-five point two career WAR in ten years within the league. That gives him an average of four point five two. Still all-star numbers, but but yeah, some people hate Manny Machado, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I I I'll start with Manny. I he's twenty-eight years old. He's been in the league for ten years. To me, I think there's super potential with Manny Machado. I I love him as a player. Defensively, I could watch his highlights all day. And I just love, you know, his swag, what he brings. I know he rubs people the wrong way, especially the the true baseball guy who who doesn't like the, I guess, um, the flair that he brings. But... For me, he's an incredible talent, and he still has at least ten years in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he's 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 a buy for me. He's cheap, and I think he's a fan favorite in 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 San Diego. So yeah, I, I like Manny. You guys I'm a think, Manny fan. You guys think he has a Hall of Fame potential? I I do, just because he's 28 years old. You know, like uh, you young. look at yeah, you he he could. I don't know. I, I, I just think he's really young for what right. he's accomplished. Right. He's he was in the league when he was nineteen years old, right? So right. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say for me, Manny completely reminds me of Carmelo Anthony. Like very polarizing. <laughs> right. You know, they're coming up, they're clearly studs, like really good players, but they're polarizing because they're kind of cocky, rubbing people the wrong way. But it's not the good cocky, it's kinda like the the mean basketball. They just care about themselves. They kind of got that kind of swag. And it just rub, rubs people the wrong way. So I feel they're the same. So I'm going to say hold because I still think he's a sleeper for a long-term hold, like a long-term purchase. Because just like Carmelo Anthony, nobody cared about Carmelo Anthony in the last five years, right? Because people just right. don't didn't really like him. But now that he's entering his swan song and it's sort of like... You know, he's wrapping up his career. He's kind of starting to become known as one of the legends of the game, maybe top 50 NBA. So I think when all is said and done for Manny, he might be on that same kind of line and same trajectory. And he might get that love at the end of his career. So he could be a 
good, decent sleeper buy for a long-term hold. But for now, I'm just going to say he's a hold. Because his cards okay. are so cheap, so it's not like okay. it's a sell. Sure. I don't really think it's a quick buy right now. I think there's you got lots of time to buy him. So it's just a, it's just a hold for me. Sure, fair enough. Scotty. I love your Carmelo Anthony reference. I think that's a very <laughs> good reference. So I just bought a Sapphire number to 25 oh, nice. rookie Manny Machado. Holy, nice. Um, wow. Oh, actually, I didn't buy it. I traded for it. So I traded some Lindor for it. So I traded like one asset that nobody wants for another asset nobody wants. <laughs> but um, right now, at least Machado, I think it's on a more sure Hall of Fame path than Lindor is. Uh, 45 war again at age, what, 28. He has about 10 more years in the league, at least on his contract. If he averages two war a year for the next 10 years, he'll be guaranteed a Hall of Famer. So mm. he'll actually have the counting stats to back it up too. So I think Machado was summed up perfectly already. Um, if you want to buy it, his cards that are really nice aren't too cheap, but just know there is going to be some sort of ceiling in the short term. So Sure. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think uh, the smack about Manny Machado, I feel like more players are coming to his defense. Like I just read an article, I think, with Hosmer saying he's the one of the greatest teammates I've played with. So, you know, right. it's kind of blown out of proportion a little bit um, how Manny Machado acts on and off the field. But um, take He was in the league before worth. his time. Now, yeah. if you'd have been a rookie this year, it's kind of you just cool. Yeah. But back right. in 2013. I was going to say that, yeah. People, yeah. So I was going to say he's like, the, he's like the prototype for the, like like the Tatis and the Cunha guys, like you know, yeah, right. they no, play with that swagger. Yeah, the well, game has the opposite, yeah. like we talked about. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. All right, we'll go to number seven. This is uh, controversial. Robinson Cano, sixty nine point six career war in sixteen years, and uh, we know about the whole steroids. Um, the, you know, him being suspended uh, this past or last year. Um, yeah, what are you guys doing? Staying away because of that news or? Looking, I'm staying that. away. Yeah. yeah, if Barry Bonds can't get in with the P right. uh, attached to Good him, call. Robinson can know who's worth probably <laughs> yeah, no a third of his career war. Maybe half isn't gonna make it. So I say stay away. Plus, Yankee fans are like him, and he played for the Yankees. So if he made the Hall of Fame, he'd be wearing Yankees cap, and they don't even want it. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we're in agreement. Agreement, hundred percent. Stay away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number eight. Uh, he's a Canadian boy, so we we always root for him. But Joey Votto. 64.6 career war in 15 years, an average of 4.31. Hyung's got some really um, I got some really crazy Joey, stories. Joey Votto stories that I can't tell on air. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but, but he, he was an ex-teammate of, he, he, he ex of mine. Um, he's, a, he's a Toronto boy. Uh, but yeah, Joey, Joey, if you could find his cards, I'm a buy just because it's Joey. He's, he's on Instagram now too. He, he's, yeah. he's going crazy. He's, he's going crazy on, with he's blowing up, social. He's up on TikTok, man. Scotty, I'll, I'll I'll share a story. I'll share a story off the record uh, one of these days with you <laughs> about Joey. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I I'm a I'm a buy on Joey just based off scarcity of his cards, and it's Joey Votto. So for me, I'm a buy, but it's biased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Joey Votto is one of those players. Like, okay, so I need to preface this, but I don't don't think don't look into it too much but larry walker right joey Votto is more clear hall of famer than larry walker was in his retirement mm. but cards have not reacted to it in the same way they didn't react to larry walker but mm. now that larry walker went in the hall of fame it boosted all of his cards same with harold baines because people want to collect those to complete hall of fame sets i think joey Votto is going to be the same way once he gets close to the end of his career which he basically is in the twilight now he's going to be on people's radar because he's a hall of famer and the media says he's a hall of famer, not just us, but like mm -hmm. the media says that and you can kind of tell nowadays he'll make it. 
and he's there. 64 yeah. war for first baseman. Todd Helton will probably get in with 61. So I think it's a no-brainer. As an MVP, one of the best on-base guys of all time. Yeah. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. So I say he's a buy because his car too cheap. All right. Johnny? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll agree. You know, the only thing that's worrisome about Joey Votto is um, I think I, I think he's so underrated that and he's being slept on that this day and age in investing, you know, sports cards, the hobby, everyone wants to see, like, I want to see 2x. I want to see 3x, right? So when we talk about guys to invest in, we talk about how he's a good buy. I think it should come with a bit of caffeine because I don't think Joey Votto is going to be a player that multiplies your money i think he's somebody that like like scotty said you collect hall of famers you have sort of a reason or you're just like a avid baseball fan i think those are the types that should invest in joy because i think his value will go up really really slow and even at the peak of the value let's say he he retires and he's about to get hall of fame i still don't think it's going to be like 5x from this point right now so yeah that's my only caveat is i think some people might be listening to this thinking that, oh, yeah, Joey Votto's going to, his cards, these guys said it, his cards are going to explode and, you know, it's a good time to buy because people expect that. They want to invest in John Morant. They want to invest in Luka Doncic. They want to just just go crazy, right? So I don't think he's that type of a buy. But in terms of for, like, avid baseball fans, um, long-term holds, I, re- I agree with you guys. His card is so cheap for looking at his stats. Like, this guy has had an amazing, an amazing career. So... I think he is a buy, but comes with a bit of, you know, you know, like a take your, your foot off the gas pedal a bit when you're uh, thinking about some of that. the some of his rate stats like home run RBI uh, aren't super impressive. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of accumulative stats. So people who might be listening to this might say, well, Joey Votto isn't a Hall of Famer because he's not even going to have 400 home runs. And he's a first baseman. The only first baseman on 400 home runs that are on Hall of Fame, like, you know, hardly any. But it's one of those things where you can read the room with sabermetrics and the current baseball writers and you can tell he's going to get in. But I think you're right. I think Joey Votto, he will appreciate. I can confidently say that assuming the hobby doesn't just drop off from where it is. No one cares about cards anymore. He will, but he's not a Juan Soto in regards to value. His right. ceiling's not there. Right. So right. I agree. But I do think for me, I would buy Joey Votto because I'm more of a long-term buy guy. That's just who I am. So, Yeah. Right. I think he's a buy too because he's one of those guys. I believe that even when his career is said and done, like he's gonna still be relevant. Like he's gonna, he's destined for the broadcast booth, and um, you know he's oh, he's such a personality so already. He, you know, like if you read his tweets, it just makes me laugh. Like every other tweet makes him me laugh because of his silliness or his goofiness, right? He but, had uh, he had cornrows in two thousand five. <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> he doesn't the, the dude, he doesn't even have to go broadcasting i think he just needs to create his own podcast you know like the um he could he's doing it now like, yeah, he's that nfl kicker right you know the nfl kicker that has a pretty big podcast for yeah, yeah. but yeah he's such a personality all right number nine might be on the opposite end of the spectrum evan longoria 57.4 career war 14 years in the league that's an average of 4.1 you know yeah, some, evan some people a wild card Okay. Totally a wild card because I thought he had a real chance, but he keeps getting hurt. He was hurt mm. last year. Had a good year last year. He got hurt. He's hurt right now on the IL. He broke something. And because of that, I think he's kind of losing his opportunity to get in. Mm. But if you look at who he is for the game of baseball, he really was good in the late 2000s. He's one of the biggest hobby darlings, but he was never that 
big when the hobby was big in the 2010s. And because of that, for the hobby, I don't think there's a ton of value. Uh, I would love to see him make the Hall of Fame, but I think he might be like John Allerud. Look up John Allerud's Mm -hmm. stats. He also had around 57 warm. He retired. He's a first baseman versus third baseman, and third basemen are already underrepresented in the Hall of Fame. But I, I wouldn't buy him yet. I wouldn't sell him if you haven't hold him. If you like him as a fan, buy him, but don't expect Hall of Fame yet. He has to do some stuff still. I like the old root comp. That's good. Yeah, one. yeah. No, I I like Evan too, but I, I I'm I'm not a buy on Evan. I just think uh, he's he's had some rough patches, um, and I just don't th- see like that Hall of Fame trajectory career that he was i guess on and you're right like that early 2000s or the mid 2000s type players they get kind of lost um and they get no love right and he's he's in that kind of lull period as well so i'm off of uh longoria i like him as a ball player though i was a huge fan when i when i watched uh uh, uh baseball and you know what like he's he's such a great ball player but he, over the past years the regression just concerns me yeah yeah and there's there's no volatility in this card prices zero right now. Right, so if you're looking for upside, for limited. Yeah. yeah, you're sitting sideways for yeah. a while. I don't need right. that. He's a sell. Number ten uh, to round off our top ten, Josh Donaldson, who's a amazing character. If you've we've known him for um, his antics and helping win uh, um, lots of games for the Jays, and I think what, what teams he on now? He just got traded too, right? Yankees. Um, to the Yankees. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Now, now I don't like him. But uh, uh, no, his <laughs> career WAR is forty four point four. Eleven years in the league with a um, career WAR average of four point oh four. What do you guys think of Donaldson? Don't buy him. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I like Josh Donaldson. He's actually a really avid card collector. So he if is. there's any players oh, in right. that That's might right. listen to this, is him. <laughs> and if he is, you had an amazing career, Josh, and I'm impressed. But it's one of those things where. He traded to three different teams now. No, four different teams because he played for somebody, maybe the Braves. Uh, and because of that, he doesn't have like the fan following that like Troy Tulowitzki kind of had. I know he went to the Jays as well, so not a great example. But Rockies love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just tough because there's not much upside with his cards right now. I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame just because he doesn't have the stats again that writers are looking for. And because right. of that, I just think he'll be all very good. You'll look at back and say, man, he was pretty fun back in the 2010s. That Donaldson guy was great. He did awesome for the Blue Jays, you know, all these different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, huge fan. Huge fan of Donaldson. I'm I'm off his cards, but like huge fan of his personality and, and the way <laughs> he plays the game. So mm-hmm. I think he, he's he's polishing a nice career, multiple teams, but I'm off of him in terms of investment standpoint. Um probably yeah. not gonna buy buy Josh. Yep. I'm with you. I would I I would buy him for the PC, but I would not recommend him to anybody else for any other reason. Yeah, for his PC, like, you know, it's, it's cheap, right? So you're not going to yeah. invest a lot anyways yeah. to begin with. So it's yeah. a great Jay's, PC purchase. Like we, we all love him. Jay's fans, he was a darling. Love so. Donaldson. Absolutely. Yeah. MVP so, for you guys. He did oh, a lot of great things. He was awesome. Was amazing. Absolutely. All right, uh, Scott, before we let you go, I want to do one more honorable mention. He'll be number 11 on the list. Bryce Harper, uh, 40.1. Ooh. 10 years in the league, 4.01. So he would have been just outside the top 10. But I think, um, yeah, the, the year, MVP last year, you you buy Maybe this year. Harper? <laughs> oh, I, I would totally buy Bryce Harper. He's only 28 as well. Second MVP, two-time MVP. You know, Dale Murphy was a two-time MVP, but he didn't make all of fame. But Bryce Harper has so much more time to get there. And his game is already becoming more consistent. And yeah. because of that, I'm happy. His average war is extremely low because he has extreme peaks and extreme valleys. 
for a superstar, but I think he's figuring it out and being like around a four to six war player now. And he, his ceiling is MVP. He could win another one. And yeah. because of that, I think there's a lot of upside for his cards. And again, people used to hate him because of personality, but now they like him. Yeah, it's true. That's right. true. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's true. All right, Scott, as always, we really appreciate your insight. If anyone hasn't subscribed to his YouTube channel, you should do so now. 10K followers, so you know that he's got a lot of people believing um, that he knows his stuff. And you can find him at Scotty B Cards, and we'll link it in our show notes as well. Scott, thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And all the baseball fans out there, let's enjoy opening day. Good luck to the Jays. (laughs) And Rockies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> World Series champ, 2022, Colorado Rockies. <laughs> All right, thanks, Scott. We'll connect soon. All right, like we told Scotty just, just right now, um, you know, it's always a pleasure to have him. He's just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to baseball and baseball cards. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners will gain value in just listening to Scott. So we're hoping to have him as a regular contributor, regular guest to our podcast. And um, yeah, we're really appreciative of him jumping on today. Okay, let's finish off the show then with our regular weekly segment we call Pick One. And in honor of Scott, we just did a baseball theme. Uh, Unfortunately, he actually had a fantasy baseball draft um, right before uh, his segment ended. So he couldn't join us for our Pick One. But we'll go ahead with the baseball edition of Pick One. So Hyung, do you want to start things off? Sure, I'll I'll do uh, some baseball autos, okay, mm-hmm. in terms of grading um, SGC 1010, so a dual grade. You got your, your regular grade and then your auto grade uh, versus a BGS 9510 uh, auto, so a gem mint, a true gem, we'll say BGS. So SGC 1010 versus a BGS 9510 true gem. Right. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather because they're both true gen? I think a lot of people misinterpret it because they see the nine fives and they just assume, okay, nine fives lower than 10. So it must be, you know, but obviously prices will probably be very similar at this at at this price point. Right. Right, So I personally love SGC 10 10 slabs. I think they're they're great. They're they're so underrated. Uh, But what do you guys think? Yeah, I'll go first. I I love both too. I have like a a Boba Shet, you know, ten ten rookie auto uh, SGC, and it looks amazing in those slabs. And I also have a lot of BGS nine five tens. You know, it's when I first got back into the hobby. That's that's the slab you get for right. most Bowman Chrome baseball right. autograph right. cards. So I think I might be biased because I got in around that time before SGC blew up, and I like the thickness of the BGS slab. You know, the 9.5 to me doesn't bother me as much because I just, it was kind of something I just accepted as the gem mint card, you know, right. um, and I, you know, I've never owned a black label or pristine 10 even, um, you know, everyone finds value in the BGS 9.5 10s too. Like that's pretty liquid for good baseball players. Um, so for me, I'm sticking with the BGS 9.5 10, um, mostly because I have mostly baseball cards and that's, that's the slab I still go for. Um, even even over PSA ten, believe it or not. So right. so I'm going with BGS wow. five ten. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that answer, but you know if <laughs> <laughs> you know if you guys asked me this two weeks ago, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick SGC ten. Um, but you asked me this two weeks ago, I would have picked the BGS, and I say that because BGS as a brand, I think their brand image has taken a huge hit 
this last year. You know, they're not flipping any cards, like the customer service, this and that. Nobody's submitting to them anymore. You don't even see YouTubers like Blind Reveal, like BGS subs. <laughs> right. You don't see any of that anymore, right? Fair. So they've taken a monster hit. But I think their their brand value is still very, very strong. And when you look at uh, SGC cards, I, I've mentioned this before, there aren't that many big-time cards that are in the slab. And when you look at BGS, on the other hand, all of a lot of monster, monster autograph cards are in BGS holders. So they still have that kind of high-end feel when you think about BGS. So I was going to pick BGS, but I will say when we got our subs back and I looked at all of your guys' subs with autos that were like just coming out 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> and I'm, look, I'm staring at looking at the photos of the slabs. I'm like, I'm so jealous. I want one of those <laughs> SGC 10, 10s. They're pretty sweet, man. <laughs> they are. I, they are. I'm, I'm so jealous. So I now, you know, as... As I reflect on this, I'm just trying to think of on a personal level. I I will admit I have converted. I like the look of the SGC 1010. I just like 10. You know, you know me. I hate that 9.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to see two giant 10 10s on one slab, I'm for it. So I'm going to, you know, I, I said my spiel about BGS. I appreciate their slabs. And I do think they're very premium. But I've converted over to the 1010 SGC. Okay. Interesting. So it's a tiebreaker. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I'm i a BGS head originally. I, I, I love BGS, but John hit it on the nail. They dropped the ball big time. Like, I, right. I kind of forgot about BGS, and I kind of fell in love with SGC, to be honest. Uh, just their whole process, their brand, even the slabs, it's growing on me. It's a little bit bulky for my liking still, but mm. and I do like the fact that SGC is now, uh, or it, they don't, they don't grade the auto if it's not a 10 auto, right? So you just get the grade, graded card if it's a bad auto, right? Which which makes total sense, right? And uh, that way you don't see the 9 auto that you get from BGS or, you know, PSA. Um, but I'm going to go SGC as well because I just – I think – Right now, resale value is 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 pretty hot with with SGC, and I see that trend continuing uh, to move forward because they're just uh, um, you know starting to get into the game a lot more now and being being more relevant. So I'm I'm gonna pick SGC, although you know I I do have my BGS dimes that I still you know cherish, right. but I'm taking a liking to SGC slabs, and maybe it'll it'll, it'll go back to normal. And I know I'm going to get like uh, probably a lot of heat for that from the true hobby heads because they're like, no way, um, you know, a, a true gem mint should, you know, uh, outsell a SGC 10. But yeah. yeah, I don't know if it is anymore. I, I've been yeah. trying to, you know, get some, you know, snag some good deals and find some steals. But those SGC 1010s, man, you can't find that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's catching on. I didn't know about the auto thing that they don't. Grade yeah, the yeah. I didn't know that That's either. pretty cool. Yeah, so you'll just see like a eight five if it right. if it's like a nine auto. So you'll just see the grade eight five with no yeah, auto grade. It's better. And then if it yeah if it's a ten auto, they'll just give you the ten auto. Right. That's cool. All right, John. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a uh, rip one v one. I'm sure Hyung will love this one. Oh, I already love it. <laughs> uh, so for five hundred bucks, uh, we're gonna go 2018 Topps Chrome Update Mega Box. This is the uh, Soto Acuna Otani or two 2019 Topps Chrome Mega Boxes, the Vladdy Tatis here for 500 bucks. 
So not one, even a question for me. One box of Soto or two boxes of Tatis, Tatis Vladdy? Not even close for me. I'm going I'm going Tops Chrome Update Mega Box 2018, <laughs> hands down. You got you got Soto, which is the big chase. Um, and that's all you need. I would take Soto over because right. you got the secondary Acuna and Otani's. But Vladi and Tatis X Factors, they're not numbered. And it, sorry, this is Topps Chrome Mega Box. Yeah, they're not numbered. Yeah. So uh, with the update, you're getting numbered numbered stuff. So for me, yeah, Topps Chrome update. Um, it's a way less print run, and with Juan Soto's regular chase, yeah, I'm going. I'm going 2018. Yeah, I mean. For me, it's not a contest either. Uh, and you, just looking at the players, like Soto is the guy. Out of all the five names that you mentioned, Soto's number one, right? So, mm-hmm. and, you know, I love Vladdy, obviously, being a hometown Toronto boy. But, you know, Soto's number one. And and I would argue Acuna's number two for me, too. So so the box, <laughs> for me, like, it's a no-brainer. And, you know, Tatis would be number three. Um, but, yeah, I, I think. And I, I, I didn't even know about the numbered cards. Yeah, so updates, updates are a little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so oh, so they got numbered slam number dunk factors. 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah me too i thought i could maybe get one of you guys but i'm i'm in agreement it is a it is a a pretty big i will say it's a big risk to go 500 sure. bucks on a mega box that's mega pretty box, yeah that's sure. pretty nasty so if you if you want a better chance at a decent roi i would probably think the two boxes on the other hand would be a bit easier but man, the the temptation to get like a Grail Soto coming out of that box, I'm sure the odds are extremely low. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. 2018, sweet Chrome update. Yeah, it's a sweep. All right, we'll finish off the show with my pick one. And these two guys just got the news that they will start off uh, with their respective clubs on opening day. Bobby Witt Jr. for the KC Royals, his Bowman Chrome first auto PSA 10. It's going for three k right now, and um, yeah, and and I'm gonna put that one up against Julio Rodriguez for this for the Seattle Mariners. Ooh. He's gonna start on opening day. First yeah, Bowman Chrome Auto, two point five k, so a bit cheaper than Bobby Witt, but but yeah, two guys, two studs, prospects. Who are you going with? PSA Man, ten I'd- for both. I, I do like I do like uh, Seattle's lineup and I do like Julio in that I I really like Julio Rodriguez I think he's he's gonna be a superstar um, but I do agree that Bobby Witts is a superstar and he will be a superstar we've said it many times um, for the value I'm gonna go J Rod just because he's cheaper um, I some of that I think. J. Rod's just as good as Bobby Wood Jr. Mm. He might be better. Um, he might win Rookie of the Year. Uh, but just based on price, I think you're going to find more value in in J. Rod. But hmm. you can't go wrong with either. I think they're both overpriced, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're obviously they're the sure. the hype the hype is in. But these guys are you know the number one, number two, or at least the top five prospects of of MLB right now. So it the rookie class is amazing. That's all I have to say. But you can't go wrong with any. But I'm gonna go J. Rod. Uh, is J. Rod a home run hitter? That's my only question. Uh, he he he's he he can be. I think he has upside there for sure. But right. in Seattle, I don't know. Right, that's the other side. But yeah, he's he's a guy that he can hit. He's a he's a plus. He hitter. can hit. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been yeah he's been balling out. Um, 
I'm a little confused. I was uh, hoping to hear Hyung really confuse me. I, I had a pick, and then pa- Bobby Woods is so expensive. That's I was it. Like, oh, <laughs> That's I know. Uh, you know what? This has no basis on anything because I don't. I'm not deep into these prospects at all. But I've learned a little bit about Bobby Witt through Hyung, and I've I've learned to kind of want him. So by default, <laughs> I'm going to pick Bobby Witt Jr. And you know the the home run hitting ability that is always going to be tantalizing, right? That's why I asked if J Rod's a home run hitter because if they're on the same level of home run ability, then I really wouldn't know who to pick. But if I think if, Bobby Witt's going to outslug. J Rod. Right. And so that yeah. that I think that for me on a 50-50 coin flip, that's gonna take the cake. I know he's five hundred dollars a little bit more expensive, but man, it's it's clear the home run chase, that's the that's the sexy that you want to see in baseball. So he has that extra upside above and beyond J Rod. So I will pick Bobby Witt for that reason. Okay. Uh I was just looking at the stats or the projections um for this year, and Bobby Witt's projected to hit anywhere from 22, 23 homers this first season. Um, so that's pretty good for a rookie, uh, batting around 255, 260. And Julio Rodriguez is projected to hit 18, 19 home runs this season. So a little right. bit less than Bobby Witt, but batting 275, 280. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people view J-Rod more than Bobby Witt, in my opinion, as a more of a definite five-tool player, um, especially with the average. Um and yeah, I, I guess it comes down to like what you're hearing in the news. Like, wh- whose hype are you hearing more than you know? Um, is it J Rod or is it Bobby Wood? Because both Man. of them are getting plenty of hype. And yeah. I'm at least the past week, J Rod's getting a lot of oh, J Rod is like, all he's over in the news it. all over it. Everywhere. And you know what he does well too. Sorry to interrupt, but J Rod promotes himself really well. Right. He has his own YouTube channel. He's he's hustling. He's doing all the stuff that the kind of like the business, the entrepreneur side of the yeah. mindset does. And to do that really young at his age is something right. to think about too. Mm. There you go. And you know, like Kyung said, right now at least the value for J-Rod is there even $500 less than Bobby Witt for a PSA 10 first Bowman Chrome. So yeah, I'm going to go with J-Rod. And, um, but I do believe same as you, you can't lose with either prospects. Um, I, I might wait even when the season starts, uh, maybe wait for the first slump because inevitably it happens. And if right. you see a drop, that might be a better time to get it. But okay. yeah, usually don't get hype prospects right before the season starts. Yeah. That's when the, that's when the peak is. But you probably like, shouldn't buy either of these guys. The right answer is no one right now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, another fun episode. Definitely more baseball-centric, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks again one more time to Scotty B. Cards of YouTube. Go check his channel out. And uh, if you didn't hear, we are coming out with Friday episodes every other week. So if you missed last Friday, we we launched it. But uh, you'll hear us back first next Tuesday. See you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.